1: Welcome back to see you on the other side, Ms. Allison.
2: Hey, how are you?
1: Great, thanks. <laughs> and of course, Mr. Mike.
3: Hi, Wendy.
1: Hi. And Hi,
3: Allison. <laughs> Hi.
2: Hi, all. So happy
3: Alice. together.
2: <laughs> well, I've, oh, so glad to be back.
3: I'm in a good. I'm in a good mood today. Number one, Allison, it's our mother's birthday.
2: It is, oh, but happy not birthday. not only. Not only. You know, it, she's she's evil and also another. Quite evil person. Evil. Uh, shares her birthday. Yes, August twentieth.
3: H. P. Lovecraft is his birthday today. Who? I mean, we talked about him when we talked about the Yazidi people. That's in right. The Middle East. Uh, the, the Kurdish Yazidi. Just a couple of months ago, we discussed H. P. Lovecraft, and so we are recording on the day of August twentieth. Anyway, so Allison, you just got back from Hawaii, right?
2: I did. And I sent you some stories, Mike, so I'm hoping we can talk about it a little bit more in the future because I um, had a lot of interesting experiences in Hawaii. Of course, you know, the beach and, and uh, jungle variety, but also of the ghostly variety. Ooh,
3: now I'm intrigued. Okay, yeah, I am definitely intrigued. Well, we're going to have to have a haunted travelogue for Hawaii. Absolutely. Sometime very soon. I want to
1: hear about that because, I mean, I feel like I really probably should just go there and investigate myself.
2: You should. I think everyone owes it to themselves to really take a good month to do a very... Thorough, comprehensive
1: indeed, investigation. Indeed, at least a month. I know. All
2: the strange things going on in Oahu, that's where I was. I'm sure Ooh. the other islands, though, you'd have to take a month each as well, at least.
1: Definitely.
3: So, all right. Definitely. Did we'll you we'll account-
1: put that in the plans. We'll put that, the, put that on the See You on the Other Side schedule so we can uh, <sighs> make sure that we all spend the proper amount of time in Hawaii investigating haunted things.
3: <laughs> yeah. That, so, we're really looking forward to that. Um, and speaking of Allison and HP Lovecraft and watery things, we'll have to put up the picture of my Cthulhu ski mask
2: ah, that you gave that's me right. for,
3: that that's you gave right. me for Christmas a couple of years ago, Allison. You
2: know, I just wanted others to be aware of your true face, as well. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the best way to do it.
3: That's that sounds good. Such a thoughtful sister. That sounds good. I am, good. yeah. Well, uh, we played in a haunted venue on Tuesday night. We played at the Frequency in Madison. That's right. And we spent some time in in the basement, the haunted area. But the only spirits we saw were Goldschlager.
1: Yeah, wow. yeah, that's oh. right. Oh. Yeah,
3: when it's like that's right, Mike around a round of Goldschlager. Why? Why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> when you're drinking. It's- when you're drinking Flex of Gold, it feels it makes like Makes you feel special. You're really risky. You know, like <laughs> oh, a...
2: all right. I didn't even know what that was, actually. But you yeah. said the, the gold Flex. So you really yes. like it's top shelf time.
1: you it is. When you, <laughs> it when is. you get oh, the yeah. gold We were cla- okay. classing it up, classing all all right. it up at the rock class.
3: Yes. When, when you want to spit up a little Flex of Gold the next day, Goldschlager is your, uh, oh. your cake.
2: Is that is that really what happened, Mike? Yeah. Was there like um, it's you know adds a little something to your Technicolor, uh, parade going on. You know, you know what they
3: they call it the Technicolor yawn. A
2: Technicolor yawn. That's it. Nice. Well, if that's... you're walking, you know, and you don't stop, it's a <laughs> that Technicolor is, parade. it's
3: a Technicolor parade all <laughs> the right yeah. way home.
2: Everyone's involved. Get a little on everyone.
3: Well, we did we didn't see anything spooky, unfortunately, but it was a really nice show, and it's always a pleasure to play that club.
1: Absolutely. So much fun.
3: And so we're playing at the Great Dan in Wausau. Well, when this will have come out, we were to play there on Saturday. And the Great Dan in Madison is haunted. Mm. But the Great Dan in Wausau, Wisconsin, which is in the center of the state, um, it's an offshoot. But that building is way too new to be haunted.
1: Ah. Bomber. Unless it's on a unless it's on like a burial ground of some sort, it could be there. Could
3: be a cemetery <laughs> underneath the great thing. It's probably the cemetery of my pride after what's going to happen at the show this weekend. What <laughs> uh, <laughs> happened last time? You mean? <laughs> yeah, right after we were there, just there. Well, so there's anyway. a
2: lot of great haunts in uh, in that area as well.
3: In so. Warsaw, yeah, yeah, we played a haunted. We played a place called the Fillmore in Warsaw, and remember, Wendy, a couple different things happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that place on, on here before, but uh it was an interesting evening for us when we played there.
3: Yeah, like the the lights flashing on and off, and then also like something that fell the thing that fell from the ceiling yeah. and almost killed Ben.
2: And it's oh. like Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know this story.
1: I think we talked about it in episode zero, but wow. um it's like it's a real old theater kind of place, so it's got it's got a feel to it already, and then these weird things happen and it's pretty cool. Yeah, that so Head stories. This,
3: this is a good callback then to Episode Zero. Yeah. So, so we can we can do a link to it because when I look at the stats, I mean obviously it's fifty three podcasts ago, so that's our least downloaded one. So that's a good
1: chance to I get. Think I hope call. it was Episode Zero. I, I think we've actually brought it up on multiple episodes. Okay. So you're of,
2: you're saying that that the ghost headed out for Ben and almost got him, nearly got well, him.
1: We don't know that though, because mm. it could have just had really bad aim. And we move around stage a lot, so you know it could
2: <laughs> Could have been after any one of you. It could have been three. after
1: any member of Sunspot actually. Just
2: wanted to take one of you out. Or yeah. Maybe...
3: Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, that wasn't the first time we had a ghost on stage either. Really? Yeah. Do
2: tell. Wait in Verroqua.
3: Varro- oh, right. Wisconsin, we played at the Baroqua High School. And it was a special benefit. And um we're playing a song called Alive Day. And in Alive Day, it, the, the line goes, that was the day that I died, the best day of my life. And I sing that alone. It's just me and the bass. And I feel a hand on my shoulder when I sing that line. Just When I sing it, it's just like resting on my shoulder. No and way. And I, I thought it was Ben. And I'm like, Ben, what is he trying to glory hog? Like, what's he trying to get in on? Like this, he gets plenty of solos. This is my solo. What's he doing? And then I look over, he's on the other side of the stage. I really Ah. thought there was someone, I really thought it was him resting his arm like up, you know, just like putting it up like, hey man, like right in that spot. So um, it was a
2: ghost trying to steal your spotlight.
3: And it heard the song. Mm. And that's why I was into it. I don't know. I mean, that's something I felt. But it really was. And then we talked about in the gymnasium is in the second floor of that building is supposed to be the haunted area of it. So we nice. absolutely had an experience in the Verocco High School one time. So yeah, so no, go share the stage with Sunspot all the time, which means that's why everybody listening should come to a show.
2: Absolutely.
3: Because they never know what's going to happen.
1: And it'd be nice to have some actual humans in the audience.
3: <laughs> right. It's usually <easy> just... <laughs>
1: Instead of just ghosts,
3: <laughs> usually it's more like usually the shows are more like a ghost town, I think is what we're trying to say. okay. anyway, um, so yeah, so uh, Wausau and Mom's birthday, HP Lovecraft, Hawaii, ton of stuff going on. yeah, but none of these things have to do with evil computers.
2: <laughs> well, I was thinking that, you know, I was gonna ask you, my segue was, all right, so you think you may have almost been murdered by a ghost right or you know attempted attempted homicide or at least you know (laughs) a nasty nip right Uh, and I wanted to know if you think you've ever had any run-ins with evil computers like did any evil computers ever try to off you
3: yeah it's called Windows Me (laughs)
2: Windows I think Me it's, is like, I will end you.
3: Tried to, Windows Me we tried to off a generation of people who like to use computers.
1: Right. Remember our good friend Doc, Doc Watson?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All those different... No, as far as... Um, I've had computers react in funny ways to things, I think. But nothing that I would say like, this computer is possessed.
2: Oh, so it's acting in a funny way. So you don't know if it's really the computer or you, like... Um, maybe it's kind of like a slider type effect where, where like your psychic energy is like having some kind of causing some kind of electronic interference. What do you think? Yeah,
3: I think that could totally be it. Well, I went to, okay. So I went to like, um, a ghost hunting 101 class in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, a couple months ago. Say ghost hunting 101 class. You and
2: did? Why don't you tell me these things?
3: Because you're not going to come up to St. Louis Park for a class.
2: No, but like, you know, a text. Hey, guess where I am today would be cool. And just a little ghost. <laughs> I would appreciate that. It's, Get me I out understand. of my doldrums. I, I understand. So, so next time, next I went, time.
3: I went to the class and the teacher was real nice, but she was just saying things like everybody there. And, and I didn't even they said apps for um, trying to capture EVPs on your phone. Mm, And the whole idea was that spirits could, um, you may not be able to hear you, but they can do small things like affect the battery on your phone. or They can affect, they can, uh, you know, whisper things into, through the radio and and through electronics that they can't communicate. They can affect those, like they have only so much energy to affect those things, but they can't affect like get in your face or or grab you or, you know, say hi or something like that. So that's them using electronics to try to get at you. That literal ghost in the machine.
2: Yeah, and have you had, you've had experiences like that? Because remember, remember like the spring when I was preparing all night for a presentation, and uh, I bought that, that new slide projector. Remember that, Mike? Oh, you yeah. remember me, that. Yeah. And you helped me, like, run through it. And then I went through, you know, my whole presentation. Because you know how when you're using different formats, a slightly different format, you know, some of your picture might go off the screen yeah, or no, it might power- get a little wonky, right?
3: It's PowerPoint. It's all wonky.
2: Yeah. And, and so I went through the whole thing, making sure it was so perfect. And... And then, so the next day, I went to my presentation, turned on the projector, and what happened? It wouldn't stay on for more than a couple of minutes. During the whole uh, time we were there, I could not get the thing uh, to stay on. And I was like texting you, Mike, Mike, help. And he's like, Is I it over- overheating? No, it's not overheating. It wasn't on. It was in a cold car. Because, you know, it was like March so or weird. whatever. And the and worst
3: part is I was in the vocal booth at the recording studio getting these getting <laughs> these, like text messages like "Oops, I, I'm wetting my pants and I'm trying to sing and I got the producer on my ear like, what's going on? I'm like, hold oh. on a second. He's like, you're on the clock, jackass.
2: <laughs> oh, but you really love me. So you tried to help, but there was nothing I you could do because there was a ghost turning it off. I don't know. I don't you needed, know. But, you needed an
3: exorcist, not a tech guy.
2: Yeah. All I know is that when I got home and I turned it back on, it worked perfectly. But in That's the, venue, odd. In, that in the odd. venue, an American Legion post um, where I was presenting, uh, which is, uh, according to the people who invited me, supposed to be haunted, uh, that whole time in there would not work. Uh, and then I get it home, and it works, it works perfectly. Fine. Okay. Um, That's so, the, the ghostly yeah. machine. And when we talk about Hawaii, there's a haunted cave you'll need to remind mind me to talk to you about because Scott had a similar situation in there with his camera and his flash and just doing very weird things not not allowing him to take pictures and then he came out of the cave works perfectly but imagine if instead of a ghost taking control of these things and making your experience with you know electronics a living hell imagine if it was like a computer just on its own Yeah, or, yeah, some type of artificial intelligence.
3: Well, think about, okay, now we've already talked about how AI, you know, can eventually turn on humanity because they think that we're, like, less superior, you know, beings and things like that. But what if the computer is just out and out evil? It's just, the computer is demonic. Now, it's my dream to create a smart home. I got a tiny condo, so now is a chance I can do that because I don't have to buy things for all these different rooms. I buy things for the tiny condo. So, like... The lights that, uh, I want to have the lights that can do all the different colors and can flash and can have a disco party when I'm alone here sometimes. Uh, I want to have the, um, you know, the thermostat that, like, will just uh, set it to the exact specifications and stuff like that to save money and also to be comfortable. Um, I'd love to, like, to have that refrigerator that tells me I'm
1: out of almond milk.
2: You know? Yeah, and orders yeah. automatically
1: I've actually from the got- web. I've yeah. got those things set up in my house, not not the refrigerator, but I have the um smart lights and the smart thermostat and everything holy cow you know? yeah, it's really cool because you can you can set up macros for you know if I come home at this hour of the day you know have these certain lights go on to a percentage of dimness or um I don't know that type of thing where it's just or you can have like a I'm leaving the house for the day macro that just makes sure all your lights are off as you're leaving the door. Um,
2: yeah, remember when that kind of stuff used to be oh, solidly in the realm of science fiction?
1: I do. Right. And now it's,
3: it's real. It's now, real. I never have to look at a light switch again. You know? Okay. Um, now that sounds great. So Wendy's got a smart home. So, Wendy, you should be the one who should be afraid the most. Yeah, yes. yeah I know. Because our homes <laughs> aren't set up for being smart yet. You're ready. The- like, your, comput- <laughs> like your, your home could try to freeze you to death well, well, yeah. or, or blind I- you. It's true. It's true <laughs> to get, and things are about to get really. Um, more products are going to come out for that. because the Apple Home Kit, like the first products that use that, are just coming out. So then that's probably going. You know, there'll be way more stuff coming out this fall for smart homes than ever. And I think right. people, I think people should understand the danger of evil computers that control their home. Get in there,
2: yeah. Because uh, we're we're talking about as it's called the Internet of Things right where it's not going to be just computers networked it's going to be everything like now, even I, your toaster an evil toaster right your coffee pot <laughs> yeah
3: an evil like your toaster burns your toast burns every time now my dumb toaster does that just fine <laughs> but will the evil toaster do it on purpose when do yes. you get the amazon echo right what is that yeah. and is it evil
1: um, the amazon actually we can we can ask her a question right now what's uh, oh
3: know
2: ask her if she is evil yeah are you evil
1: okay. alexa are you evil no. She said no. Oh, and you <laughs> believe her? <laughs> that was like an EVP, though. Did I you hear just that? I said no.
2: The... Yeah.
3: Did you hear that, Allison? Did you did you I of... did. Did you hear it when she that, said no? She said no.
2: That creeped me out. So can you ask her, instead of a yes or no question, can you ask her, like, you know, yeah. uh, what evidence she has? Uh, that Um, she's not evil or
3: I mean like can you ask her a question like what's the circumference of the earth or something like that yeah
1: yeah okay so Alexa volume up Alexa what is the circumference of the earth earth's circumference is 24,900 miles
2: 40,100 kilometers Oh my God! It's like it's like living on the Star Trek Enterprise I computer, know. computer. computer. Oh, I want uh, it. Alexa,
3: will you please my not murder is, me in my sleep? Right. My, right. Uh, oh, I
2: can't I, actually, help it. I have to it,
1: admit, though. Speaking I of, I want it. <laughs> the other night, I heard her say something randomly, <gasps> and so I, I unplugged her. <laughs> I was Ooh. in my bedroom, and I just heard, I heard the Alexa voice. So I don't know. Like if it rebooted or I'm not ooh. sure. I've never heard it do that before, but I just I heard the voice. I don't know what it said, but um it was definitely Alexa talking. And I just nice. was like, Yeah, I don't I don't wanna have that happening while I'm asleep. Mm. So That's I great. To, yeah, power her down. That's, that's the Internet of Evil Things.
2: <laughs> yes, the Internet you of know, Evil I thought, Things. I'm so I am so excited maybe, about it.
1: <laughs> I thought maybe I had the radio on and sometimes if they'll if if anybody says Alexa, you know, she lights up and then whatever follows it. She's listening for so. So if you're listening to a podcast and they're talking about the Amazon Echo, actually, oh. if anybody's doing that, I probably just made their their Alexa go crazy by so <laughs> by oh, nice talking and asking questions. <laughs> nice.
2: So this this brings up a question for me. So I have an iPhone, I have Siri, but I always have to push that little button to talk to her. I thought, but every once in a while, she'll be be triggered. And she'll just start talking and I'm She's like
3: listening. I'm
2: like, why did that happen? You, you can, know you can, can you set, voice activate it?
3: You can set Siri to listen, voice activate it while it's plugged in.
2: While so it's plugged if you, in. If
3: if you have that setting going and your iPhone is plugged in, you can just ask Siri a question.
2: Okay. Well I'm gonna see if I can if I can do that. Yeah. yeah. I've never been able to I never knew how to do that and all of a sudden she just Couple of times uh, this summer, she just started talking. She just uninvitedly
1: Random. joined the conversation.
2: Randomly, where I'm like, "Why did it ding? Why is it going off?" She just told.
3: She just told you the circumference of the earth randomly.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: In the middle of the night. <laughs> Allison, I hear you breathe.
1: <laughs>
2: um, okay. So, okay. but. but- you know how far can alexa go i mean can you ask her like you ask her if she's evil but she says no but well the can, thing you think you thi- can catch her in that oh. lie
1: um you can you can ask her like alexa what do you think about siri i
2: think is great
1: she thinks siri's great <laughs> yeah her,
2: oh she's so politically correct she is yeah, i kind of know curious. you're a lie-
1: Alexa. <laughs> she we said it well. Couldn't you tell she was gritting her teeth when she said uh, it? I know. I think so. She's great. If you'd have seen her eyebrows, you would have seen her real intention.
2: Mm, she's just <laughs> great. She was rolling
3: her eyes while she said, Siri is great. Great, okay.
2: great, great.
3: So the thing is now, this is another thing, though, that we can set up. Like Wendy said, she heard Alexa talking in the middle of the night. Okay, now is that something? Are we going to start getting. Ghost reactions to things. Um, you know, are, are we going to start... Is EVP something that can come through our computer? Kind of like in Sequest DSV, the dolphin used to talk. Darwin, Remember Darwin, <laughs> The dolphin?
2: Oh my and gosh, you are such would, a
3: geek. I can't he believe would, you know, he would talk you know, Sequest. To, he would talk to that teen idol Jonathan Brandes. Mm. And so... <laughs> That's what happened. Okay. Well,
2: what it so. all reminds me of is 1977, the, the movie uh, Demon Seed.
3: Oh, now um, that is an evil computer.
2: Yeah. So this computer, which, um, well, this, this uh, movie uh, Demon Seed is based on a book by Dean Kuntz, um, a thriller author of lots of acclaim and, yeah. and also has a lot of uh, paranormal beliefs in his own right. Um, but anyway, he uh, wrote this cool novel about uh, this evil computer, and the scientist invents this computer, and it's supposed to be like you know the wave of the future. Uh, it's supposed to be something to make our lives better. Kind of like,
3: kind of like uh, Alexa back there.
2: Yeah, because the freaky thing is that the house is a smart home. It's completely automated, and. It's something that when when I saw it when I was a little kid in <laughs> 1977, you know, it seemed like that's never gonna happen. But here it is; it's like happening magic
1: right mm-hmm. now.
2: But yes. see, when it's when your house is co- uh, falls under the control of an evil computer, not so good because then it does try to kill you. And see what happens in the movie. I won't tell too much of it, but. Um, Julie Christie is in the movie. The evil computer, of course, falls in love with Julie Christie and then proceeds to try to kill the creator um, through its control mm-hmm. of the house. So, I mean, that is something that conceivably could happen.
3: I suppose it could. I mean, but the thing is, um, the stuff that it was doing in Demon Seed, it actually wanted to create like a human computer hybrid. Yes. You know, it wanted to. It wanted the the computer wanted to be in a physical, human form by impregnating Julie Christie.
2: That's right. And we won't give spoilers away for this movie that... Was it's, only, <laughs> was it's
3: only 38 years old. Came out in old.
2: 1977 just in case. But everything all is new again. Especially right. in light of the fact that, you know, this smart home, which is depicted in the movie, is now something that is a reality. So who's to say that, uh, you know, a few years down the road, we won't have evil computers you know, trying to kill you.
1: Right. And I mean, our reliance <laughs> on computers is is more so now than ever. Everybody's got their smartphone in their pocket, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> can't can't live for five minutes without it, as I found out today. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, smash my phone. Smash yeah. phone. Yeah. Sad,
2: sad um. <laughs> story. I'm sorry. but I'm sorry, sorry to hear that.
1: But it does make you realize, you know, when, when that happens and you, you're without the phone for like 10 minutes and you start getting kind of like, uh... I need to check. Oh, I can't. I need to, you know, look at my schedule and my to do list and like, oh, man, it was all it's, in there.
2: It's <laughs> taken over our lives. And we just had a we just had a similar experience. Um, you know, we got it back, but um, we were at the airport and then realized that uh, Scott left his phone in hawaii so oh no (laughs) so we were able to have the the cab company send it in the mail oh that's great
1: okay yeah it didn't
2: feel like really scary to be away from your device like yeah and
1: so it it makes it so that you know if something evil were to get in there it's not an an easy thing to just shut it off and be like okay well i'm just not going to use a computer well our lives are are you know centered around these things now so it's 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 a little bit more complicated dealing with the evil, right? When you well, when you uh, require the device,
3: <laughs> you know, and and that's the thing about smart homes and things. We're slowly becoming where our environments are controlled by machines and stuff. There's a uh, there's poetry. Uh, there's, a, there's a a poetry book from 1967 by an author named Richard Broudigan called "All Watched Over by Machines of Loving Grace," and it envisions a world where machines and computers have uh, helped us return to nature. And we don't need to work or have factories or anything anymore because the machines all take care of it for us.
2: Oh, I love the hippies. They want I, everything to be like back to Eden. I, I know I wish, wish it could be that. And here's evil.
3: Here's here's a snippet. I'd like to think it has to be of a cybernetic ecology where we're free of our labors and joined back to nature, returned to our mammal brothers and sisters, and all watched over by machines of loving and grace.
2: And isn't there a band? Of that name, Mike?
3: Yeah, there's an uh, industrial rock band called Machines of Love Living Grace from the 19, late 1980s. Cool. So, uh, you know, they don't... It's, but the thing is, what happens when they run everything? You know, is it going to be like... Do you guys remember Westworld? Did, anybody, did you see oh, Westworld? yeah. Okay. No. Now, okay, Westworld, it's... So, Michael Crichton, who did Jurassic Park...
2: Oh, yeah. I forgot that's Michael Crichton.
3: Yeah. So, and Westworld and Jurassic Park are basically the same movie. Except with dinosaurs, it's androids.
1: Oh, interesting.
3: And so uh, he directed, actually he directed, Michael Crichton directed Westworld. And it's all about this adult amusement park that has like a medieval world, a Roman world, and Westworld. And Westworld is where there's a gunfighter and, you know, it's a saloon. And, you know, there's That's also, cool. the, you know, the, the robots are there to interact with and have adventures with and also to, to love
2: Mm-hmm. So Westworld is in wild,
3: wild west. Yes, as in wa- wild, wild west. west. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> and so... That kind of reminds me of that Doc- Doctor Who episode, too.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, there was... a um... There's a there's a bunch of Doctor Who episodes where where evil computers and, and things yeah, go right wrong, and,
2: and it reminds me of the X Files. There's so many X Files uh, episodes <laughs> that have you know the same kind of theme. We're what we're experiencing now is kind of a geek spiral. I know, keep <laughs> That's going.
1: Right. I know, it's like it's <laughs> whoa, whoa. All right,
3: except,
2: Doctor Who, X Files, Westworld, World, Michael you, Crichton.
3: Except you usually it, it was inductive <laughs> rather than deductive. Because we went out to something mainstream like the X Files, and we started with something ridiculous, you know, and, and esoteric like Westworld, like back when they were trying to make Ewell Brenner and Richard Benjamin action stars. Um, you know, the guy from The King and I, he, you know, he, the bald, the, the Pharaoh from uh, The Ten Commandments, isn't, you know, I, th- he was a good actor, but do I find him intimidating as a gunfighter? What's he doing in the Wild West? Anyway, that's the kind of thing we're inside these environments, and the X Files episode Ghost in the Machine is much like. When we talk about the demon seed, where you're in a smart home, you're in a place where the computer runs the elevator and it runs the temperature and it runs all of the environmental systems. So what does it try to do? It tries to kill you. Sure. So something happens and there's something evil in it. And there's a, there's a movie called Ghost in the Machine 2 from 1993. 1990- That's right. I that it's it's And it's pretty cheesy. It's starring Karen <laughs> Allen, who we all loved as Marion from Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so it stars her, and, it, um, and it's, it's all about the idea that this serial killer then uploads himself after he dies into the computer. And then he takes – you know, there's, it's funny because when we talk about – you take the machines of love and grace, and this guy, idea of this utopian vision of where uh, computers can take us when they're in control of everything. And then you start getting these little freakouts, these little warnings of everything. And that's – I mean – and each decade is its own kind of, has its own kind of warning. So in Westworld, it, it's a, it's the idea of an amusement park, a place you go to because computers weren't in your house. Computers were gigantic things in gymnasiums.
1: Well, and or like Disney World, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Animatronics. <laughs> that's <gasps> oh, a, those have been around horse. for a long time. They're
2: so scary. Abraham Lincoln's gonna come throttle you. <laughs> right. The, the whole. animatronic. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln.
1: That is really creepy. Actually. He's gonna
2: come with Newell Brenner and he's gonna throttle you and Ewell Brenner's gonna <laughs> butt you with his bald head. It's gonna be horrible. Oh
3: my god. The, the thing about animatronics, the thing about the Hall of Presidents, though, you could probably say they already are all evil computers. Um, <laughs> yes. Because they're probably all Masons. Uh anyway. Mm. But the, okay, so you take that certain kind of thing like we're talking about 1970s. That's the way computers are. And uh then you go into the 1980s and you get movies about like home computers become evil you know that's that's the idea of a, a movie called electric dreams and this is, and electric dreams is kind of an it's a unknown kind of movie because it wasn't very good back in the day, but I remember Dad rented it, and he's like, "Wow, it's about computers. that looks cool and um Edgar is the name of the evil computer, and he's a standard home computer, but the, the main character. Uh, pour champagne on it to cool it off when it starts overheating, and then when it gets the champagne infusion, it loses it loses its business. Hear that, uh, kids?
2: Alcohol is evil. Alcohol's bad. It turns computers perfectly friendly computers evil.
3: Right. As well as people. So the thing is, it wants to kill its owner because it wants to marry its the neighbor. <gasps> Just like Demon Seed. Yeah. Whoa. So that's the thing. So these computers they wanna it's like they get a, they get a couple of drinks in them and all they wanna do is mate.
1: It's weird that they wanna it's weird that they're interested in the humans though. You'd think they'd be like, uh, oh, we are so superior, We're way <laughs> smarter than you. Right. Yeah. You know, it's no, it's like going to a sorority party and be like this is why I'm not
3: gonna pick anybody up here. Um the I think that uh, the idea that computers are sexualized too, I think is weird. Very Yeah, you know, because it's like these don't have the parts, they don't have the hormones. It's all yeah. So if sexuality comes from your frontal cortex, which you assume that's where most of this, I'm sorry, uh, it it comes from like it doesn't come from your frontal cortex. All the processing comes from that, and that's like a computer processor. Like that's not where um, the reproductive impulse comes from. So I just think it's funny that when they do these things in fiction, they're just really making they're just making a, a computer a monster you know, without knowing what a computer is all about.
2: Well, and they're trying to do it in the most spectacular, sensationalist way that involves sex and violence. Right. Um, Of course. I mean... it's entertainment.
3: Well, think of... And in the scariest way possible, too. So the 1980s, we have another... You know, after the nuclear disarmament treaties of the uh, 1970s, by the time we get to the 80s, things start heating up between the United States and the Soviet Union again, Right. So what do we start worrying about? Nuclear war. The day oh, after.
2: War games.
3: Think about war. Well, that's right. That's right. War games. And remember the, the programmer names it after his son Joshua. Oh,
2: and that's
3: right. He, you know, it's like, do you want to play a game? And all of a sudden Matthew Broderick's playing the game called Thermo Glo- uh, Global Thermonuclear War.
2: Ooh, that's a fun game.
3: <laughs> that's, a, that's a game where everybody <laughs> loses.
2: That sounds wholesome.
3: <laughs> right. Global Thermonuclear War. And that they're using the fact that. Um, the computer can't tell the difference between a game and real life, and so right. then that's um, that's the real danger of it. And then also, it's taking that um, the, the modern scares—the idea of a nuclear holocaust—and also, people didn't have a computer in their pocket in nineteen eighty. Yeah, right. You know, so they didn't had no idea. You know, so so someone who's never used one, they have no idea that. It, what, um, what they're capable of or not. Right. You understand that the computer's really not capable of reproduction with a human like a demon seed. <laughs> right. You're, right. You're, just, you're just making a monster here.
2: Yeah. Oh, but before we move on, we got to give Hal a shout out from 2001 Hal, Space.
1: Hal. What up, Hal? Space
2: Odyssey. Odyssey you know, big ups. Um, big Stanley, ups, Hal. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick. So we can't forget, uh, you know, mentioning that evil computer, which... Took, had control over the spaceship, right?
3: Yeah, and I, I think that Hal is an interesting example because is Hal evil or is he misunderstood? There's a couple ways you can go with him. But either way, I mean, it's, it's um, very prescient in a couple of ways. Number one, so 2001 A Space Odyssey is really about where we are in the 1960s. It's, you know, it's released right before or right at the time we're going to the moon. You know, that's, and so where everybody's into the space race, this is happening, and it's start, um, it's really one of of the first people's introductions to artificial intelligence, like Hal, Uh, it's introduction to like uh, psychological experiments, because I mean, the whole idea of why Hal turns evil is because he's trying to withhold the information of the true purpose of the mission from the astronauts. And and so he's getting, but he also needs to take care of them. So he's getting these conflicting orders that he has to lie to them and tell them that there hasn't been any alien contact because in previous experiments they found out that humans were, that the astronauts became too xenophobic and afraid of the aliens. So the whole idea was that uh, his orders were, don't tell the astronauts about the aliens, but at the same time (laughs) you need to take care of them and he's getting these, he's getting it's these, mixed- like they're little
1: babies and he has to like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> trick them into doing their job. <laughs> so, so he's
2: trying to be a machine of love and grace. Yep yeah, It ex- sounds except, like.
1: Except he decides
3: that the best way not to break his orders <laughs> is to kill them.
2: Right. See, and herein lies the problem. No, yeah. Where um, Okay, so there's this article in Forbes um, that uh, was posted on the 4th of this month, so August 4th, and it talks about a new book by uh, this this PhD from Stanford University, Jerry Kaplan. Okay. And uh, so Jerry Kaplan thinks that we don't need to worry. um, These computers, uh, evil computers and AI, is not going to try to kill us. Um, but, you know, his, his argument, as I understand it, is, is that he thinks, well, you know, computers aren't going to have like the same kind of problems we have. They're not going to be evil like a human would be evil. They're not going to have these aspirations and recognize us as, um, their captors or their oppressors and want to rise up like, uh, you know, like a whole, um, you know, uh, Marx, Skynet. Marxist revolution. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna. Not gonna be the computer Marxist revolution because they don't have these same aspirations. And and maybe he's right about that. But what about when, you know, we are not foreseeing that our orders are conflicting, like with Hale, right? right. Where where um, the computer okay it's not like us so it doesn't have the same mores that we oh, yeah. have the
1: same like so, decision making yeah that's exactly right Wendy. <laughs>
2: so it wants to be as efficient as possible so the best way to do that is just off those astronauts
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, well just I'm doing not, my job
2: yeah yeah I'm not gonna fool around you know <laughs> try to get all touchy-feely and and nice with them I'm just gonna off them and it, it, problem solved right and so maybe that's maybe thats could happen because they're looking for the most efficient route yeah we want them to be efficient don't we and we don't really realize the full implications until it's too late
3: (laughs) right until until uh our smart homes suffocate us in our sleep
2: (laughs)
0: that's Um,
3: right (laughs) asphyxiated but i i think a lot of it though when you when you get into it is that humans have have a certain kind of thought system we can synthesize our feelings our rationality uh what's best for the other person Um, What might be best for ourselves versus what's best for the entire planet? Like, there's all these things that we can take into consideration to try to make a decision. And still we might not make the right decision because sometimes your jealousy ranks higher than your morality. Or your desire for money outranks your desire for equanimity. And to a computer, like, how would you – like, that's the problem. When you create them, I mean, how can they be evil – if they don't have those feelings you know our our evil comes from i want that i need that and then you have your lizard brain activating it saying go let's go get it let's go kill something and get it um so that i computers won't get that
0: right so they
3: won't
2: they won't have like this the 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 buddhist idea of you know suffering is caused by desire they won't have desire you're saying so right. they won't have you know the, the problems that we have which lead to
3: suffering because they right because they don't suffer from attachment you know what are interesting. they interesting so, well, so
2: they'll kill us for completely different reasons yeah well, nothing, of course and you know, people are more like the mafia it's nothing personal just business <laughs> To get rid of the astronauts. I mean, Dave. What are we talking about here? It's just one guy.
3: You know, Dave. He's a loser. <laughs> Dave He's was a loser.
2: loser. He was a liability.
3: <laughs> but that's the but that's the thing. Like, if it is just business, then it can make decisions like that. Yeah,
2: be the it, computer interest, mafia.
3: There's a Yay. There's, there's an IO nine article this week that came out that says computers can learn biases just like humans can have biases. Uh oh. Um, And they learn biases from these algorithms, where they take into things account over time. Now, I would argue that if a computer is learning a bias bias from data, then it's not necessarily an invalid bias. You know, it just might not match to our ideas of what is justice or what is correct. But um, and, and we'll link to the article in the show notes. But that computers can have biases just like humans, but it's based on. Statistics. Large, yeah, just, statistics. yeah, large statistics and swaths of data, as compared to uh, people just saying, "I don't like the way that guy's emotions. looking at me. right? <laughs> and I mean, so, uh, so I mean, computers can certainly, I mean, those kind of things would happen. And if they see a certain kind of statistic, I mean, they can also, you know, execute things in a way that we couldn't because emotions get in the way. So the right. thing is, the lack of emotion, they could be like, you know what, uh, this criminal has got a history of recidivism always is get, you know, and so, um, person's always coming right back to jail after he left. Uh, he's a violent offender. We're just going to ice him on the way out because then it can, it can do the analysis of money in the long term
1: It can say like, we're gonna be spending,
3: we're gonna be spending too much money to keep this person alive over the course of a matter of years. Uh, when if we kill him, we save this much. And then it uses like the greater than or less than sign. And so if keeping them alive is the greater cost than killing them, it'll kill them.
2: Yeah, so so I think we're we're really onto something here, guys, because we're not talking about <laughs> yes. evil in the same way that we're used to it, where, you know, you have this one evil figure who is only, you know, thinking for himself. We're, you know, we're talking about, you know, the, the needs of the many outweigh the few, really. Yeah,
3: and, and he'd kill people just like Mr. Spock.
2: Yeah, but... It's more like institutionalized evil or, you know, systems resulting in something, you know, you, who, who take care of something in a way that, you know, humans think is evil in the end. So, you know, our interpretation is going to be, hey, what happened there was evil, but the computer is never going to know it's being evil or not.
3: And speaking of, e- I mean, Resident Evil, I don't know if you guys seen the original Resident Evil with Maya Jovich. From two thousand,
1: I haven't seen it. no.
3: Okay. I hate
2: no. zombies. Sorry. Okay,
3: it's a good. It's <laughs> it's a decent zombie movie, and it gets more and more ridiculous as the, I, I've seen all of them, and I never even played the video game, but um, I like movies where they kill zombies. And there's a uh, the Umbrella Corporation in in Resident Evil has created this thing called the T virus, and that's what makes the zombies, and that eventually makes all these mutants and cyborgs and crap. Um, but in the original movie, the idea is that the supercomputer that manages the research facility is called the Red Queen, mm. and the Red mm. Queen is trying to prevent the outbreak from getting outside the research facility, and, it, and it's trying to just kill all the people there, even the ones who are living and the ones who are dead, because it's trying to make sure that the infection does not leave uh, the laboratory.
2: Quarantine, forest
3: quarantine. Yeah, there's lots of movies that take that forced quarantine thing as you know, like the kind of it's horrible. There's a movie called Quarantine, in fact, <laughs> that talks about that same thing. But but the thing is, uh, the Red Queen is great because the Avatar is a little girl. So when you see the Red Queen, you're seeing this little girl say all this stuff, and uh, it's supposed to be the designer's daughter. The designer is eventually played by the guy that plays Sir Jorah on Game of Thrones. So you know he's totally sweet. But uh, the Resident Evil—that's the kind of thing. So Resident Evil, it—it's trying to do whatever it can, and it doesn't care how it gets done. It just—it's like, okay, we're gonna use little lasers to cut you up. I mean, no matter if the plot makes no narrative—you know, no narrative sense. Like, why would they have a room with like tiny lasers passing through? Is it just to chop people into pieces? Like, who designed this?
2: <laughs> oh, it kind of reminds me of Edgar Allan Poe, and can't remember the book, but you know, just the the torture device. Um, Never mind. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like
3: It was a, a poe torture device.
2: Yes, yes. You know, like the the, uh, the pendulum, the pit in the pendulum. There yeah. we go. I got it. I got, go. it. I got yeah, it. I knew I'd nice. get it. Pit yeah, but, and the pendulum. It's kind of like that.
3: They made a remake of that uh, pit in the pendulum with Lance Henriksen in the 1990s, directed by University of Wisconsin alumni Stuart Gordon. And oh, recommend my gosh. This is that, just off the top of your head. You are
2: the king of the geeks. I'm not worthy.
3: <laughs> that is a it is a beautiful film, and I think you'd enjoy it. Um, okay, just to go over some of the other great supercomputer villains. Of course, there's Tron. Okay,
0: yeah. right,
3: and so Master Control Program, played by the, uh, uh, I mean, inimitable David Warner, who's played a bad guy in every single kind of genre film. He's in the Omen um i mean david warner's a bad guy in titanic like he's been a bad guy in everything from the 1970s till today like you just uh and and a great actor and he plays the master control program that wants to dominate the whole world you know it wants to it it, it's truly evil it's not trying to be efficient it's not trying to be good if or or, you know or do the exactly right thing it's just trying to be it, it loves to be bad and so the master control program in Tron is going to do that, and it's got a plan to blackmail the government. We're to talk about warning. I mean, Skynet is more of the artificial intelligence that's trying to um, do the right thing for humanity. It's, it just wants to kill humans because it thinks it's superior. It's not necessarily evil. There's, uh you guys ever seen the movie Sunshine? No.
2: I, th- I think I might have. Sunshine, I, think I, might
3: have. It's, uh, it's, I don't want to talk too much about it, because it really is a great movie, um, and it's only a few years old, so you might not get the um, you might not get the entire uh, like spoiler thing. It's not necessarily you can still rent it, you know, and pay five bucks or whatever. So see Sunshine. It's got an evil computer. That's my, that's a tip.
2: Really, and who's in it? Any 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 remarkable people in there? Uh, uh,
3: Celia Murphy. You ever uh, so the guy that played the Sandman in the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Uh, the crazy doctor with the bag over his head—that was really scary. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. He, he's okay.
3: also—he's also the lead character in Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, nice. So I um, mean, and he's a—he's a—he's a cool actor, and he's one of the—he's one of the main guys in Sunshine, and it's directed by, um, the guy that did Slumdog Millionaire, Danny Boyle. And wow. It's, so it's, it's quality—it's a quality film that I don't think a lot of people have seen. But you know, Doctor Who features a bunch of evil computers. You know, in one of their pro-environmental episodes from the nineteen seventies, the Third Doctor is going against this computer called Boss, the Biomorphic Organizational Systems Supervisor, um, that's creating giant maggots with uh, <laughs> toxic waste that are killing people.
2: Like you and, do. Yep.
3: Yeah. And then uh, in the nineteen sixties, they have a a computer as big as a house called Wotan Will Operating Thought Analog. And that's trying to start <laughs> World <awesome>. War, th- <laughs> trying to start World War Three. So I mean, uh, Doctor Who's full of evil computers. Um, the X Files has an episode written by the neuromancer himself, William oh, Gibson.
2: Oh yeah, William Gibson.
3: And uh, that was an episode called Kill Switch. In in that particular one, uh, there's it's like a you remember that it's like a goth girl, right?
2: Yeah, she's well, yeah, she's um, Esther, right?
3: Yep. And Est-
2: she's got the black eyes. And mm-hmm. all the lone gunmen are like tripping over their tongues.
3: Oh, yeah, because they Cause, love her. Yeah, they, yeah, that's, she's that's super hilarious. hot
2: and they love her.
3: And the evil computer sends Mulder into a virtual reality nightmare where his arms have been amputated. Ugh. Oh. That- so Kill Switch is another one. And there's a little bit of the singularity at the end where Esther gets assimilated into the machine.
2: Yeah, so she like uploads her soul. To the internet or something, doesn't she?
3: Right. And that also happens in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, with the bad guy, Dr. Zola. He's revealed that they saved him inside of a supercomputer in the 1970s. And he comes to torture Captain America from the grave. Wow. So, um, right, and these things have nothing to do with, like, they are computers as monsters. Computer as an analog for, because we're not, like, if it's not going to be the, you see a movie with a vampire or the Wolfman or things like that, there's magic element to it, you know? And a lot of people can't suspend that disbelief because they're like, magic, I just don't buy it, man. Um, computers let us have monsters that are more, even though they're completely unreal.
2: Well, so far.
3: Right, nobody can upload their soul to the internet yet.
2: Yeah, but he, that's what Kurzweil is talking about. I know, I know, Remy. it? Like, he, that's how we're going to obtain immortality, just and, like Esther did in Killswitch.
3: And there's a great series of science fiction books called Spin, uh, by Charles Robert Wilson, that talks about um, that really gets into uh, the future of humanity as uploading your soul into this gigantic alien technocracy.
2: Well, this this episode really makes me want to watch Kill Switch again, um, and and then there's that other X Files episode, Ghosts in the Machine, from the first season, which is really demon Seed again because it, instead of the uh, like, evil computer um controlling a house and kill, trying to kill people in the house with its systems um the computer and the ghost in the machine is an office is, building yeah trying to, is controlling a whole office building
3: and um, so if you think your company's trying to kill you by bo- by boring <laughs> you're, you're conditioning
1: de- on too much That's right usually the problem. That's right
3: because right, you no know, girls hate that and there was an entire uh, wasn't there a viral article that came by a couple of um a couple of weeks ago about how uh like Air conditioning is set for a temperature that men liked in 1970, and it's just the different metabolisms that women like it a little warmer than men.
1: I hadn't read that, but I have to Me admit either. that in my experience, well, that has been true. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think every, I mean not not saying it was intentional or anything like that, but but every, every office I've ever worked in, I've frozen.
3: And every female I've ever known in, in, in an office worked with has always said it's too cold in here. And, so, I'm, and you I'm still, I'm still dying.
2: Huh. Oh, my God. Wendy, this is another way we are victimized by, <laughs> by by the by, you know, the old white males. I mean, they're still getting us, you know, via the thermostat.
3: You guys, are, that's, come on, that's the, the, the madman hypothesis, right?
2: Wow. They're still there. They're still, like, affecting your life every single day.
3: So, either way, there's a couple of things... Uh, for further reading, if you wanted some more e- evil computers, I'm going to put a link to this, but there's a series of books from the 1990s that I'd, I'd recommend that really brings together everything from classical literature to uh, augmented humanity science fiction, and uh, it's the bad guy is an evil computer, basically, uh, called Hyperion. It's called the Hyperion Cantos, and it's by an author named Dan Simmons, and I read the entirety like two summers ago. And that was one of the inspirations, I think, besides, wanting to talk about this topic. And it's way too in-depth to get into, you know, even in one minute, even in an hour. But uh, if you want to read some interesting science fiction that fe- features evil computers in a way that feels um, normal or it feels uh, intelligent. And or authentic,
2: not like authentic, it could happen.
3: Then you're going to want to check out the Hyperion Cantos because uh, I think you're going to like it.
1: All right, sounds very interesting.
2: You guys blew my mind.
1: My list of things I have to watch has grown immensely from this episode. <laughs> well,
2: that's right. Alexa's going to get you. I know. And you I'm have... going to
1: get super paranoid now that I, and... I my, my smart home and my my Echo. Are...
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and this whole episode, you've had your back to her. I don't know if you should do that in future. Just <laughs> saying.
1: Never, never
3: turn your back to an Amazon Echo.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, the show notes for this episode will be online at othersidepodcast.com slash five four for episode 54 and you can always send us feedback on our twitter feed at other side talk uh thank you for listening and let's get on to the song shall we guys i can't you wait bet. to hear it mike and allison thank you thank Have you a great day. it's exciting living in a world where things around us are smart objects and we can control almost every aspect of our environment with our smartphones What happens when the Internet of Things gets a little too smart and turns vicious on us humans? That very topic is the theme of this week's song, The Internet of Evil Things.
0: Where I can pull your strings Because I'm everywhere The internet of evil things We used innocent language Like gopher, spam and mouse You played right into our circuits Now we're living in your house How did you last this long? can't trace. I'm the ghost in the machine. I am worse than Windows Vista. Yeah, I am the blue screen. I am the check engine light that seems like it just has froze. I am the pop-up window that you can never close. Don't blame me when things go astray. It's not my fault. I'm just I'm a lover, rule your relationship, give you all the wrong directions and run you right off a cliff. I will zero out your checking and cancel your credit cards. You gave us all the brains, but failed to give us her. To today's episode. You can find us online at OtherSidePodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side.
3: I enjoy listening to See You on the Other Side. I also enjoy freaking you out in the middle of the night. Sweet dreams.